You're listening to The Hungry Soul with Rachel Foy, covering all topics from spirituality, mindset work, beliefs, relationships, food, body image, business, money, self-expression, and more, helping you become a soul-fed woman. Hello there, gorgeous lady, and welcome to The Hungry Soul podcast, to episode 79 And today we have got a very interesting topic which always comes up when I talk to anybody to do with food freedom, body freedom and actually helping them transform the way that they think about food and their body. And this is without dieting, okay, just to make that point super, 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 super clear. So this is actually one of the live workshops that I did over in our Facebook group um, called Soulfed Woman The Movement. If you're not a member of it already, please go and have a little look for us. We do some live workshops over there every couple of weeks, every week to a couple of weeks, depending on sort of timings. And it just gives us all an opportunity to be really honest about these topics and to explore them together as a group. And for me to sort of share what I've learned over my own journey of overcoming food and weight obsession and and actually just sort of sharing some of those things with you all because these are things that we need to talk about. You know, there's so many people out there who genuinely believe in order for them to feel happy and free and confident in their body and in their own skin that they need to lose weight and to slim down in order to, to do that. And it's not true. So if you really want to explore this topic in more detail, then go and search for Soul Fed Woman, the movement over on Facebook. Um, You're more than welcome to come and join us. And and yeah, just kind of absorb all this information and just try to emphasize, you know, this is quite controversial. It does go against the norm. It's not what most people are talking about. So yeah, you're one of those... um, you're a change maker. You know, when you start embracing this this kind of work, this kind of message, it starts to give permission for other women to do the same. So today we are discussing body wisdom and the fact that body wisdom is actually the key to food and body freedom. Now, towards the end of this workshop, I do reference the Food Freedom Masterclass, which since having recorded this, the doors for enrollment have closed. However, if you do wanna get your name down, we are reopening that in around May of this year, and you can head over to foodfreedommasterclass.com to pop your name on the waiting list, okay? So enjoy, there was a lot of conversation going on as we were doing this live over in the group, and I know that you're gonna get a lot out of this. Welcome to those of you that are watching right now, or you're watching on the replay, or you're actually listening to this over on the podcast, on the Hungry Soul podcast. Today we're gonna be talking about body wisdom, and why it's actually something that is super, super important. And it's actually one of the biggest keys to finding freedom, not just with food, but actually with your body as well. And I wanna explore this because it's something that always comes up in the work that I do with my lovely ladies. So women who fight food, fight their body, and they just wanna be able to feel happy and be happy and feel comfortable and confident and just generally in a better place about themselves and their body. And we do that by not dieting, we do that by not focusing on weight loss, and we do that by actually getting rid of the diets in the first place. And one of the ways in which I help women do that is to start helping them reconnect back to body wisdom, which is this beautiful, beautiful topic that we're gonna be delving into right now. So I wanna start with, first of all, on what actually is body wisdom, because it's 
something that I'm going to be mentioning quite a lot over the course of the next 30 minutes, 35, 40 minutes, or it might be longer depending on how much I end up downloading. Um, but let's, let's just kind of put a definition to this. Hey, Patricia. So what is body wisdom? So this is something that I refer to all the time. And it's about recognizing that within each and every one of us, we have this intuitive, natural, instinctive way of just knowing. So it's intuition, it's like inner wisdom, it's sixth sense, it's, it's kind of knowing, it's, it's a knowing that we know that we know that we know. And when it comes to body wisdom in particular, and especially around this topic to do with food, it's about recognizing that when we start to strip back the layers and the stories and we start to change the beliefs and we start dismantling all these, um, yeah, these stories that we've bought into from diet culture, from the weight loss, interest, weight loss industry, from diet industry, and we actually strip all that back and we come back down to who we are and to our own truth, that our bodies know what to do. Like she knows what to do. She knows how to eat. She knows what she wants. She knows when she's had enough. She knows when she's satisfied. And the problem that we have when we're in this fighting situation all the time and we're fighting food in our body is that we're getting in the way of it. Like we are stepping in between this natural, instinctive, easy way of just knowing how to do food in a natural, instinctive, easy way because we step in, we step in the way of it. And we step in the way of it because of diets and the stories and all the things that I've just referenced. So that's what body wisdom is. And I'm going to explore with you later on as to how you can start actually getting it back because you can. It doesn't matter how long you've been fighting food. It doesn't matter how long you dislike your body. Maybe some of you hate your body. Maybe some of you truly believe that if you were just a little bit smaller, a little bit lighter, if you just lost a little bit of weight, that suddenly xyz would happen like we all have this association of what we think will happen and that's not true but we we buy into all these stories so it doesn't matter how long you've been in that place you can reconnect back to body wisdom okay that's what it is now why do we lose it i just said then it's this natural instinctive easy way of just knowing how to eat when every single one of us appeared on this planet as little tiny babies we were that whole perfect beautiful little bundle of, of divine wisdom like we, we we already knew like we knew so much and this is true for each and every one of us but then as we grow up and we start to grow into children and then we hit sort of teen our teens and then we become grown women we end up disconnecting from a lot of our intuition and a lot of our inner wisdom because of society now it's because of what we're taught it's what people show us it's our programming it's the beliefs that we pick up it's the experiences that we have throw into all of that then dieting and diet culture and the weight loss industry and all those subliminal kind of powerful messages that come from patriarchy about how women are supposed to be and act and show up and how we're supposed to look and what our bodies are supposed to look like. You've got this multi-complex layered um, sort of dynamic going on whereby underneath all of that, body wisdom is suppressed because we disconnect from it. And, and this is something which anybody who's ever dieted, who's ever followed a program, who's ever gone outside of herself in terms of looking for the right way to eat is disconnected from it. So that is, that's the biggest and the most fundamental way of how we end up disconnecting from our body wisdom is we start to distrust ourselves, 
And we do that by reaching outside of ourselves and looking for the way to eat. So we follow plans and programs and we, we look to, you know, other guidelines and maybe follow books and goodness knows what else. But we hand our power away, basically. We, we actually give our power away to something outside of ourselves. And this is how we disconnect from, from body wisdom, okay? So that's what it is. That's how we end up losing it. So how do we start getting it back? Now, before I explain how we can start getting it back, I just want to mention why this is important because I've entitled this, it's, it's your key to freedom. For any of you that are watching, listening, and you know yourself that your relationship to food and to your body is not where you want it to be. So there's a lot of kind of chaos, um, there's a lot of there's discomfort, there's you you probably don't have balance as such, as in it's all or nothing, or I always say about the pendulum, it's like you're swinging from one extreme to the other, one minute you're being really, really good, one minute you're being really, really bad, they're the labels that you use, by the way, not me, and you're in that place of, yeah, swinging from one extreme to the other, and you know that that's not really where you want it to be for much longer for a multitude of reasons, then this is something that you can't ignore. As in body wisdom has got to be something that you're actively trying to find again. Because whenever I speak to women who are in that place of their relationship with food and their body is chaotic, they don't have balance, they have an extreme relationship with like food, they have an extreme relationship with themselves, so a lot of body hatred or body dislike, and certainly no body acceptance, it's, it's the complete opposite. In that particular situation, I know from what that woman will be telling me, that body wisdom has fallen off her radar because now she doesn't trust herself with food, she's second guessing herself. Um, she doesn't know what to eat or she believes she doesn't know what to eat. She doesn't believe that if she has certain things in the house that she can control herself. Um, she can't look at a piece of cake without devouring the whole thing. Um, and there's, there'll be like loads of sort of dynamic, you know, loads of thoughts going on, probably as you're listening to this actually, because a few of you are sort of, yeah, sharing, sharing the love that you, that you, that you, yeah, agree with this. Like this is something that you can connect to as well. And this was me, by the way. So everything that I'm just saying then about the looking at a piece of cake and can't not just have one piece. It's like you have to eat the entire thing. That's exactly what I used to do because my connection to my body wisdom was like not, it was just, wasn't even existent. It was just completely off the radar. I didn't even know what it was. So if you want to really heal all of that and you truly want to find your freedom and freedom, by the way, is a really powerful word. You know, in the, the Food Freedom Masterclass, which I'm going to mention just later, because we're starting it really soon. The reason why the word freedom is in it is because when we find our freedom around not just food, but actually freedom within our body, so that we don't beat ourselves up anymore, we're not being self-critical, we're not being judgmental, we're not prodding and poking ourselves, and we're not comparing ourselves, and we're not constantly on, in that state of feeling inadequate and not good enough, and you know, I wish I looked like her, or why can't I look like this, or whatever you might be thinking. The freedom that you get when all of that is no longer in your world anymore is like, you, it, it's inexplicable because it's not just about, oh, I can now just eat a piece of cake without needing to eat the entire thing. Like the ripple effect of healing this stuff is massive because sometimes we don't fully recognize how much energy and time are wasted to the food and body fight. 
you know, how much time we actually waste by thinking about food and thinking about our bodies and thinking about our food and our body and how all that needs to change and shift and what have you eaten and what should you eat and all that, all that inner dialogue, okay? So this is something which it needs to shift. So body wisdom is something which is at the one of the core pillars of the work that I do with my ladies because this is about helping them and helping you recognize that you know how to do this, but you've forgotten. You know, you've forgotten how, how this can actually be really easy because it is. And for any of you that are listening and, you know, maybe you're in agreement with the things that I'm saying and you recognize a lot of you in the stuff that I'm talking about, but at the same time you're going, yeah, but my body wisdom's broken or that, that, that doesn't happen for me or I've never had that or I don't think that's possible for me. I want to just use a really powerful analogy as to how not true that is if that's what you're thinking so if you actually think about your body at the moment and the way that she talks to you and I'm going to give you some practical suggestions in a minute as in how we can really start getting this back I just want to explain why this is so relevant when you know that you need to have a drink do you ever second guess it so let's just think of some of ways at the minute that your body wisdom is already activated and it's already working and it's already something that you just, you kind of take for granted and you don't really question it. When you need a drink, you go and get a drink. It's like, I'm thirsty, I know I'm thirsty. You go and get a water, a cup of tea, or maybe you've got, whatever, you go and get a drink. The same if you need the toilet. You know, if you need to go to the toilet, you just go because you know, it's like your body tells you and you feel it and there's an awareness there and you go and do what you need to do. The same with if you're feeling tired, you know that you're tired because you sense it and you feel it and you recognize something like within your physical being and you go and do what you need to do. You go and rest, you go to bed. Now, any of those needing a drink, needing the toilet or needing to sleep, do you ever go into that state of, oh, I don't know if I do. Oh, what if I do? Oh, no, I can't. I don't think I can drink yet. Can I drink yet? What time is it? No, I've already had a drink. I need to wait until later. Maybe I don't need a drink. Maybe I need to do something else. This is what we do with food, by the way. Okay, so whenever we recognize we're hungry or we're not hungry or we think we're, hung we're hungry, there's this inner wisdom that is so, it's so noticeable when you notice it and you're in that place of trusting. The same with drinking, the same with the going to the toilet, the same with needing to sleep. That's just instinctive and it's easy and it's natural and we don't question it. Food's exactly the same, but the problem is though now is because we've been outside of ourselves for such a long time and we've been relying on the plans and the programs and the guidelines and the rules and the other people to tell us how to do this that we second guess. So I know it sounds really funny about the, you know, needing to have a drink. Do you stand there and question it? Well, no, of course you don't, but we do that with food. You know, we go into our head and we start to turn this into a head thing whereby we question and we, we doubt and we second guess and we overanalyze and we overplan and we overthink and then we go back to it and then we, it's exhausting. Like how many of you have done that? How many of you do that? You might have even been doing that today. I certainly remember me doing that all the time, all the time. So that's why this is something though that's really important because just like needing to drink, just like needing the toilet, just like needing to sleep when you're tired, food's exactly the same. And when you get into that place of just knowing and you don't question, you don't second guess, eating becomes easy. And when eating and food is easy, body image also starts to shift because those two things are running in parallel. Now, for those of you that might not have caught it, 
we did a workshop on body image last week, I believe it was. If you guys are listening on the podcast right now, um, it was episode 77 or 78. I can't remember, but it wasn't that long ago. So go listen to that if you haven't already. Because body image and food, they run they run side by side. So if you're trying to heal the food stuff, you've got to be working on the body image at the same time. Okay. So let's get into some practicalities. How do we start getting this back then? So let's imagine that for you at the minute, you are in a place of not liking your body, wanting to lose weight. You've got loads of reasons why you want to lose weight, but you're frustrated. It's not working. You're now probably binging overeating, becoming food obsessed because that's the psychology behind what happens when we start to restrict and we start to diet. I've spoken about that a lot on the show and here in the group. So that's the situation and you're like, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm almost feeling desperate. This, there's like, this is a breaking point. I, d- I don't know how to do this anymore. If that's where you are, first of all, you are in exactly the right place because this is exactly what we do here in this lovely space of ours. So the very first thing that I want to throw at you, which is probably not what you're going to expect me to say, is self-compassion. So let's just talk about this for a second. It's impossible for anybody to heal their relationship with food and their body without self-compassion being in that thing, okay? In that conversation, in that dialogue, in that dynamic, in that process. It's not possible because every single woman who is in that fighting struggle not liking their body, wanting to slim down, fighting food, not knowing how to do it, is not in a place of self-compassion. And I'm speaking from experience now. So being nasty, being critical, being judgmental, beating themselves up, looking at themselves and thinking really negative, horrible thoughts, not being their own friend, um, that's all the opposite of what self-compassion is about. That's likely to be there where they are. So self-compassion has got to be in this conversation because if it isn't I'm not saying that this work is impossible like nothing is impossible but it's going to be bloody difficult because all of this stuff all of this stuff like body wisdom and and really getting to that place of finding your freedom it does take a bit of practice and a bit of perseverance it doesn't have to take decades but it certainly takes more than just 24 hours So self-compassion needs to be there whereby we cut ourselves some slack and we're not aiming for perfection. We're not aiming for this to be like, you know, 100%. We're not aiming for this to be perfect all the time. We're giving ourselves that permission whereby it is what it is. And self-compassion has got to be there, okay? Definitely, that's the first thing. The second thing is, this might be what you're going to expect me to say, walk away from the goddamn diet rules first of all okay so any of you that are conventional dieters walk away okay walk away leave the clubs unsubscribe throw the plans away and really start to explore all of this work without the grip of the diet clubs like holding you on the shoulder that's for those of you that are in the world of dieting which i know a lot of you will be because diets and I'm not going to go into too much about this now, but diets do cause food dysfunction. Diets do cause body obsession. Diets do cause weight fixation. 
because the more that we're in that world of trying to eat perfectly, trying to follow the plan, there might be temporary results in the sense of you lose two pounds or five pounds or 10 pounds, temporary though, because diets don't work in the long term. And the more that we diet, the further and further disconnected we actually become from body wisdom because we are relying more and more on those external plans and telling us how we should be eating. Okay, um, statistics also show, by the way, that one in four dieters ends up developing eating disorders. Um, so the statistics are also heavily weighted against not going on diets. So that's the first thing is to walk away from the diet rules. Now, for any of you, and I'm going to mention because I know there's a few of you watching that I've been speaking to, and I was going to talk about this any, any, anyway, but this is really relevant. There is an exception to this, and actually this ties in really beautifully with, diet, with body wisdom. So, walking away from the diet rules in the sense of restriction, and we're restricting food because we want to modify our body, i.e. we want to intentionally lose weight, is something which I'm super passionate about helping, uh, helping women realise that that's not really what they're needing, nor is it actually going to work for them because of several of the reasons that I've already just mentioned. So if any of you are doing that, please intentionally walk away from the diets and start to embrace this way of, of healing your food and your body stuff, okay? Now, there is an exception, and I'm just gonna mention it now because it does tie into body wisdom. Sometimes within this work, there's a bit of a gray area, and that is for women who Perhaps they've got health conditions, perhaps they have been told things around food from a health point of view. Um, in fact, I'm going to use, I'm, I'm replacing the word health with well-being. Let's just delete that bit because health and weight often get thrown together in the same, the same conversation. And that's, again, it's not something that I 100% believe nor back, but well-being is important. Now, if any of you have been told that you've got health issues or health conditions, or maybe it's been made clear to you that certain rules need to be in place, for example, allergies or, in, or sensitivities, or maybe some of you have got like inflammatory conditions. Um, I've worked a lot with women who've got like, who've had Crohn's disease or who've had um, diverticulitis, a lot of digestive issues, um, women that have been insulin resistant, women that have been diabetic women that have been um, lactose intolerant. I've got a couple of clients right now that are gluten intolerant. I'm sorry, not intolerant, they're actually allergic. They've got, um, are they allergic or are they? Yeah, no, sorry. One of them has got a sensitivity to gluten and one of them is celiac. So she's got an actual allergic reaction to gluten. So there's loads of variation. So this gray area that I just wanna mention now is that it's completely possible to reconnect to body wisdom and to leave the rules behind, as in the diet restrictive, controlling, can't have it, judgmental, morality-based rules, and still navigate your way around some rules that are there for your highest and greatest good. That was a long way of me saying that, wasn't it? Because at the, one of the pillars of, of this, okay, of these, of these, um, yeah, these conversations is actually allowing women to start taking their power back whereby they start to feel good again and a lot of the time we think that that's through intentional weight loss and, and dropping 10 pounds or two dress sizes and actually it's not about that it's all about the inner work and if some of you know that there are certain things that from a an eating point of view actually make you feel like shit 
and there are some of you that know if you eat certain things it's going to trigger up one of your you know conditions or as I said someone that might be celiac or someone that's um, intolerant um, lactose intolerant for example you know that there are certain things that if you choose to eat them your body's like oh I don't feel very good so how do we actually maneuver ourselves around this because this is re this is a really important conversation because I think unfortunately we seem to we often have that perception of it's all or nothing it's right or wrong it's a hundred percent or somehow I'm failing at this and actually that's not true you know one of the ways that we can reconnect back to body wisdom is actually about experimenting and it's about flexibility so these two things tie in really beautifully giving yourself permission to actually start experimenting with food. If you've come into this world and you've been following plans and programs and rules for such a long time and you've had labels on food for such a long time, it's completely natural for those of you that, that have been like that to go, shit, I don't know what to do. It's like, I, I don't know how to eat. I don't know what I want. I, I don't know what I enjoy. I don't know how much. I don't know when. And really get into that place of overwhelm and that's completely normal, completely normal. But one of the ways that you can start reconnecting back to body wisdom is through experimenting. And we do that by curiosity. We do that by what do I want to eat? We do that by do I want something sweet now, something salty, something crunchy, something savory, and actually giving ourselves permission to experiment with food. Because it's really fascinating that when we start to explore ourselves, whereby we're not externally led, we're allowing our inner world, our body wisdom to guide us, that quite often the foods that we think we enjoy, we don't. Or the foods that we've always thought we don't like, we actually get a lot of pleasure from them. And I've heard this, I've heard this frequently from, from women over the years who have said things like, I used, to, I used to think I was obsessed with cheese and now I don't really like it. Or I used to think that I was a chocoholic, but actually it's not as brilliant as I think it is. Because a lot of this is about permission. So experimenting is absolutely crucial. Now, coming back to what I just mentioned about the the, the kind of well-being, um, let's, yeah, well-being, we're going to use well-being, not health, but conditions, for example, this is even more applicable because when we start to experiment, it's also then about allowing ourselves to listen and to be guided. You know, when we eat certain things, if we're starting to tune in, and we're starting to allow our bodies to guide us, she's going to tell us how that food felt for her. As in, was it enjoyable? Did it make her feel good? Does she have energy or does she feel tired? Does she feel like joyful? Does she feel a bit lethargic? Stomach ache, headaches, um, aches and pains. Like this is all feedback. We have these like we have these like bio loops, these feedback loops that happen all the time. But as I've said, when we're disconnected from our body wisdom and we're actually living in our head, from our neck down, we're not paying attention. And when you can really start to drop down into your body and start to practice and start to listen, she's giving you all this feedback, these feedback loops constantly. So experimenting with food is, is a big part of this and doing it through the lens of curiosity. So we're not judging, we're not making any assumptions we're not making it mean anything we're not creating story it's a very neutral curious experiment such as just you know let's say for example eating toast that normally you don't allow yourself to eat bread 
whilst you're eating it, keep tuning in, you know, how does it taste? Am I enjoying it? Do I feel satisfied? Is it as tasty as I thought? Is it more enjoyable than I realized? Um, do I want some more? And there might be a part at the very beginning where you feel like you've lost your mind a little bit because there's a lot of conversation. There's a lot of stop, start and questioning and asking and just tuning in and like scanning your body and seeing what you notice because this is intentional. It's about intentionally reconnecting back to this inner wisdom. But the experimenting and the, the particularly paying attention but through curiosity is really powerful particularly if you've got like an added element of what could be complexity around like well-being issues, but it doesn't have to be. Like you can totally navigate your way around ailments and illnesses and I suppose perceived rules, but they're there for the highest and greatest good of you. You know, one of the things that I'm forever saying to some of my ladies is that when you are genuinely in that place of you know that you are worthy and you are deserving to nourish yourself on a level that feeds you like mind, body and soul, then any kind of navigating around perceived well-being rules, it's not, it doesn't even come into question because you know that you're deserving of feeling energized and you know that you are deserving of feeling um, that you have energy and that you feel, you feel, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You feel happier, healthier, well-being is, you know, improved. And sometimes we need to experiment with how we're eating in order to, to get that feedback. Does that make sense? So experimenting with curiosity. Now, the one thing that I am going to say is I know that each and every single one of you listening or watching to this right now, because we are in this conversation around food and body image, that you are a perfectionist. And there's a lot of perfectionist tendencies around these issues anyway, because it is very much that all or nothing approach. It's right or wrong. Um, you've failed or you've succeeded. And that's exactly how I used to be as well. So I want to just mention that there has to be flexibility in this, which for some of you might also push you out of your comfort zone because it's like, well, how, how can I do this but still be flexible? So this is what I mean in like the practicality terms, I guess. When you are experimenting and you're paying attention and you're being curious, there has got to be flexibility there in the sense of maybe sometimes you're not paying attention. Maybe sometimes you are completely disconnected to what and how you're eating just because of life. But rather than going into that state of, I failed, I can't do this, this isn't working for me, I'm such a stupid person, and all of the things that might just naturally flow into your mind, it's giving yourself the permission that sometimes this is also okay. You know, this is not about getting it right always. That's very, very, very diet culture, sort of ingrained from diet culture, that there's a right way or there's a wrong way, or I have to do it perfectly or there's no point in me even trying. Now, that comes from diet culture. Okay, this is not how we as human beings naturally do life. Don't know whether you've ever noticed, but life has got ups and downs and that's exactly how it's supposed to be. It's not always perfect and it's not always easy. It's life and food is the same and eating is the same. And because we are human beings and we're constantly changing and evolving, what we also need from one day to the next is completely different. And again, this is why external programs and guides are not useful because there are some days for me where I eat two or three times as much as I might eat the week before. And that's okay because our physical hunger changes. 
and sometimes we want more sugar than other days and sometimes we um, we want to eat more protein than other days and sometimes we don't want any fruit and vegetables we just want to eat toast all day like there are no rules to this and this is why it's really important to recognize that this is about you getting to know you okay it's you getting to know your own body what she wants how she wants it what makes her feel good what makes her feel crap and what you're going to do about it whilst practicing self-compassion and whilst giving yourself that that room of flexibility you know some days are easy some days won't be as easy and that's okay oh becky's here hi becky so does that make sense so self-compassion experimenting with curiosity and the flexibility yeah so now let's bring this down because I, re I realize that some of that is all very up here and it's sort of theory i guess until you're actually doing it so how do we do that on a practical level so one of the most powerful ways that any of you can start reconnecting back to your body wisdom is about just starting to become comfortable with how it feels to be in your body so let me explain whenever we fight our bodies um, and when we fight our bodies we then by default end up fighting food because we think food is something that we can control and as such will then have that impact on our body actually changing so manipulation intentional weight loss when we are in that place we end up disconnecting from our body completely and the reason why we do that is because we end up going up into our heads have a think about this for yourself and we then start to turn food and eating into a head thing so we plan we over we over analyze we intellectualize we we make lists about things we pre-plan things and the whole while we're doing this from our neck down we don't even pay attention anymore now that's a massive issue because not only is well actually there's two reasons why that's a massive issue the first one is that if we're not actually in our body we're not actually home so we're not grounded we're not physically present we're not actually here we are just like an abstract disconnected version of who our true self is because we're in our head all the time in our head all the time also often leads to overwhelm and anxiety and fear and worry because that's very much ego driven so when we're up here and we're not in here that creates discomfort of its own anyway but then when it's to do with food we then also can't hear and we can't recognize and we can't pay attention and we can't actually tune in and listen so we have got to start bringing ourselves into our being and we need to be in our body to recognize body wisdom I know that might sound obvious but sometimes it isn't that obvious we need to be in our body to recognize body wisdom if we're in our head all the time we can't tune into body wisdom because it's just not possible okay so how do we do that we need to start recognizing how our bodies feel and one of the ways that we can start doing that is to actually start to recognize what feels good and what doesn't what feels expansive and what feels restrictive like what feels exciting and what feels like not exciting because this is one of the ways that our body actually guides us and it's to do with yeah what goes on from our neck down so one of the things that I often invite people to do and I'm going to invite you to do exactly the same is over the next couple of days is to really just start to invoke a conversation with yourself okay with your inner being with your soul-fed woman with your higher and um, your higher self whatever you want to call it but that that inner wisdom within you 
that you've tuned out of for whatever reason, we're not judging and we're not blaming, but starting to invoke and reconnect and re-establish a conversation with her. And that might very much look like you talking to yourself quite a bit over the next two days or so, but in the sense of, are you hungry? What do you want to eat? Do you fancy something hot? Do you want something cold? Um, do you want salty, sweet, savoury? Are you hungry? Have you had enough? Almost as if you're talking to like somebody else, because in many ways you are. Like this is about you re-establishing that connection to your to your inner being, which is where your body wisdom is located. And it's something that probably a lot of you haven't done. You know, you've always been in your head and you've turned this into a head thing for such a long time. So that's a practical way of actually doing that, is actually having that physical conversation with yourself and just recognizing what you notice. Now, this is where self-trust starts to come in, which I haven't mentioned until now. Whenever you start to recognize that you think or you have a feeling that you're getting some kind of feedback. So let's say, for example, um, are you hungry? And you just get a feeling that you are, okay? And then you keep on going with it. Okay, um, do you want do you want some toast? Do you want, let's say it's breakfast, or it might not be breakfast, you can have toast whenever you want, there are no rules. Do you want toast? And you get kind of a feeling that's like warm, or it feels quite exciting, or a bit joyful, and you just like, you feel it. That's your cue to just go with that. Because one of the things that reinforces and strengthens body wisdom is to stop second guessing. So it's about strengthening our self-trust muscle. Like when we fully trust what we hear, again, eating starts to become easier because we're not questioning and we're not doubting and we're not going into our head going, oh, but should I have toast there now? I don't know if that's such a good idea. That's our head again. Can you hear how that's different? Like that's when the head kicks in and the inner dialogue kicks in and the diet rules kick in because actually what we do is we're then overriding our inner wisdom. We override our body wisdom. Our body's just given us the signal saying she would really take pleasure in eating toast because she's hungry. And we kind of sensed it because it felt exciting or it felt joyful or expansive or it just felt like fuzzy or it, like it felt, it felt something that was comfortable. If after the back of that, you then start to question it, you're going to not, you won't be reinforcing body wisdom. You're going to be in that place of second guessing, questioning. So it's one foot into diet culture and one foot into the world of freedom. Okay. So I want to invite you to practice that over the next couple of days and do it with everything. It's like, do I want, do you want a drink? Yes, I do. Okay. What do you want? First thing that comes to mind, go with it. Because the more that you can just go with what feels, what feels right, what feels easy, what feels um, enjoyable, what feels exciting, what feels um, pleasurable, what feels satisfying. That's your inner wisdom. That's your body wisdom guiding you. So try not to allow your head to override that. Okay. So that's the first thing. The second thing is to really get into a habit of starting to recognize where are you? Okay. And, and I know, again, that sounds a little bit what's she on about, but bear with me. When we're not fully connected and we're not actually in our body, if we're not in our body, where are we? Well, we're in our mind. And if we're in our mind, food and eating is difficult because we're not actually in our body. Yeah, we've kind of established that. So get into a habit throughout the day of just keep checking in with yourself and asking yourself that question, where am I right now? And you're going to notice, okay, you will notice if you're in your head because you're going to be overthinking, you might be worrying, you might feel overwhelmed, you might feel a little bit spaced out, you might feel a little bit 
anxious, you might be thinking a lot, like a lot of busy mind stuff, busy mind chatter going on. If that's what you recognize, this is an amazing opportunity for you to then intentionally start bringing yourself back down into your body. So actually start dropping down into this incredible vessel that you live in, because this is where you get your wisdom. It's not from up here when it comes to food, it's from down here. And one of the ways you can do that is to actually just imagine something up here. So like a ball or a certain color, or maybe it's a shape that's actually representative of you in your head and actually just pull it down. So close your eyes for 20 seconds or so and actually just set that intention of actually bringing you out of your head and bringing you down. So maybe you can imagine that you're bringing you down your throat, your neck, down into your chest, pulling that thing, that object, that ball, that shape, that color, down your chest, down into your stomach and just holding it in your stomach area for as long as you can and do that several times throughout the day. It's one of the most simple but powerful exercises to just start practicing dropping back down into you, okay? Now, some women find that really easy. Some women find that really challenging. Some women even find that really terrifying because some women are so disconnected from their body that the, even the concept of dropping down into themselves is like, is scary. And sometimes it's scary just because they're not used to being there, which again is a totally natural reaction to someone that spent so long being disconnected from who they are. Um, however, if you know that there might be other reasons why you don't feel safe to be in your body, so if there's been any kind of trauma or any kind of abuse, anything that's kind of like physical, um, physical harm or abuse to your body in your past, um, then that is something to really consider working with someone to actually help you through that so i do a lot of work in that field so if you ever want to reach out to me um, then please feel free to do so and um, the best way is through my website soulfedwoman.com so practice doing that okay a really simple visualization but it can be really really powerful to just start pulling yourself back into your being because when you're actually in your being and you're actually home body wisdom is something that you start to tune into okay so practically, they're the two things that I want to recommend and encourage you to just be curious about, you know, going back to that experimenting with curiosity, they're two of the most powerful things you can do. It's start to drop down into your being as much as you can, because from there, you're going to start getting more feedback than if you stay in your head. That's the first thing. And then the second thing is starting to just recognize, like, how does it feel? Now, if you're asking yourself the questions around food and what you want to eat and what does your body fancy, just start to recognize the way that your body communicates to you. So is it like a feeling? Is it a sensation? Like, do you feel something in your tummy? Is it in your chest? Is it like a warmth? Um, there are loads of ways that our bodies communicate, but start to recognize how does she talk to you? Now, how does your body start talking to you? And it's often about recognizing how does it feel? because again, that's just the feedback loop that she's likely going to be giving you, okay? So they're the two most practical things that I want to encourage you to start doing, practicing, experimenting with, along with compassion, along with a bit of self-trust that will start to grow eventually, um, and just see where you go with it. Because each and every one of you, no matter what you think at the moment, I know that you can get back to that place of just finding freedom with all of this. 
You know, if someone had have said to me when I was at the peak of my body hatred, diet obsession, emotional eating, binging, dieting on and off like for 14 years, if anyone had told me any of this, I know that I would have been curious because I didn't know that there was a way out of the cycle that I was in. So I'm just inviting you to be really open to it, practice it, recognize what you kind of, you know, start to pay attention to and just see what happens. Okay, there's, there's no... There's no perfect way of doing this. It's just about starting. Now, I know for some of you, you might just want to run with that and think, yeah, we're going to see what happens. We're going to pay attention and just experiment, which is amazing. But I also know that for some of you, you might want a little bit more help with this because as I said at the beginning, it doesn't have to take decades at all, but sometimes you do take, it takes a lot of, um, what's the word? It's a lot easier when you have someone who's supporting you to actually help you work through this because sometimes the ego and the head and the thoughts and the beliefs can, can really kind of stumble. Um, they can trip you up and you can end up falling. Okay. So for those of you that might want a little bit more help and support with this, I just want to mention something that I've been talking about for a little while now because we are in the final leg of this. But the Food Freedom Masterclass is currently open for enrollment and we close on January the 20th. So we're starting the live round. This is 10 weeks from January the 21st. Now, the Food Freedom Masterclass is for women who are ready to free themselves from food obsession, from body hatred and from dieting. And I take you through this 10 week journey of like everything. So this is just a tiny little part. Body wisdom is something that we start with at kind of very early on in that 10 weeks because it's something that I'm going to be helping the women that are in that program to really start reinforcing and helping them like really integrate this so it just becomes second nature. So over the 10 weeks there are weekly live calls with me very similar to this but we do like actual coaching as well. Um, there, there's a group, there's a private Facebook group, there's going to be some group hypnotherapy sessions which I've added as an extra this year and what I've decided to do with the hypnotherapy sessions is it's really about reinforcing at the very very beginning of this 10 weeks together self-compassion and self-trust because all of this work is incredibly powerful but if somebody comes into it and they don't fully trust themselves and they are not in a place of practicing compassion, it's more like the nasty and a be like mean bitch all the time, then that's something that we need to get rid of like quickly because that doesn't serve you. So those hypnotherapy sessions are gonna be there to, to help reinforce that, to strengthen self-compassion and to strengthen self-trust, okay? They are so important. So not only do we do the live calls, we have that private Facebook group, which is, it's your community. It's like like-minded women from literally all over the world who are walking the same journey as you. So if you've ever felt isolated, if you've ever felt like nobody gets this, if you've ever felt like I can't share this with anyone because I'm too embarrassed or I'm too ashamed or I'm too overwhelmed or I, I, you know, I don't want to feel vulnerable, I don't want people to know what's going on then this is, this is perfect because this is a really lovely little group of women who all get it and there's no judgment, it's safe. Um, it's a really, really beautiful space for any of you to just start exploring this in a way that no one is gonna be judging and I'm in there all the time. Okay, so any specific questions on any of the, 
the topics that we work through, you can use that as much as you want to. And as I said, every week there are going to be some live group calls where I'm going to be doing actual coaching with people this time around. So I'm going to be inviting people on and I'm going to be helping them work through their stuff um, if they want to. Don't have to. It's obviously optional. So there's that as well. There's loads of bonuses in there as well. So there's some like free programs, there's a meditation album. Um, yeah, loads of extra goodies to really just help you finding your freedom like permanently full stop. But I think the most powerful thing about the Food Freedom Masterclass is for the first time ever this year, so 2019, this is only going to be a live program. This has always up until now been something that people could join whenever they wanted and once a year it was taught live and I realized at the end of 2018 and actually my my role and the thing that I take so much pleasure and passion from is actually kind of teaching and coaching and and I want to be in that I want to be in that space I want to be holding that space for the women that are in it so from this year the food freedom masterclass will be run live three times so January May and September when we've got the next two scheduled and the best thing is is once you're actually in the food freedom masterclass you're in it forever so you don't have to re-enroll you don't have to rejoin you don't have to pay anything once you're actually in and you can join those live rounds whenever and as much as you want to and i and i find this really powerful because you will notice yourself when you start this work that wherever you are right now you're going to take from it such as these conversations, what you need at the moment. And then once you've worked through whatever needs to be worked through, it's the next layer, and then it's the next layer, and then it's the next layer. Like we're constantly unraveling stuff, and I'm constantly unraveling my own stuff around other things now, not food or body image, it's like other stuff, personal development stuff. So to have something like the Food Freedom Masterclass where you can just keep coming back to it, and every single time when you come back to it, it will be slightly different. Like you're going to learn something slightly different from last time. Um, obviously, the live component is going to be amazing as well. So different coaching calls, different questions, different opportunities. I know that the program will just keep evolving as I evolve, as our community evolves. Um, I've already started compiling like lists from questions that I've had over the last few months in our private group. So there's going to be extra videos going in there. There's going to be extra questions that I'm answering in there. Um, there's going to just, yeah, loads of loads of stuff. So off the back of that, if that's something that you are curious about, then I'm going to give you the link now. It's foodfreedommasterclass.com. Go and have a nosy. You have got four days to join me until it closes down until at least May. I don't actually have the date yet for May, but let's face it, it's months off. Between now and the end of March, which is when this Food Freedom Masterclass finishes, within 10 weeks, you genuinely and honestly can, can seriously change your relationship with food. Like within, within 10 weeks, you can transform the way that you think about food and your body and just leaving you feeling like free and confident and happy in your skin whilst living a life that fills you up and none of that is with dieting okay it's all about doing the inner work and changing the head stuff and shifting the perception and rewriting the story which is what we do in the food freedom masterclass so it's not a diet it's a way of setting yourself free and it's free from food obsession, free from body hatred, free from dieting, and actually free to start living your life that your soul is hungry for now and not when you're 10 pounds lighter. 
So yeah, stop using your body as an excuse to your happiness. So head over to foodfreedommasterclass.com. As I said, enrollment closes on January the 20th. You've got four days until it will close until May. And, and I just genuinely want to, ironically, we're talking about body wisdom. I want you to drop down into your body. So those of you that feel kind of pulled to check it out and you're curious, go and have a look, but drop down into your body and allow your body to guide you, okay? Our heads are really quick at making it reasons why we can't or why we shouldn't or you know the the ego kicks in but this is very much a body thing and quite interestingly everyone that's joined over the last few days have all said it it was a body thing it's like i just knew that i needed to be here i knew that i needed this extra support because the support that you're going to get for this is is going to be way 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 more than what you actually intend now if you want to have the support accountability expertise guidance mentoring coaching for well certainly for the rest of this year and beyond because we're going to do three live rounds this year you might as well join now because you're going to be getting all of that you're going to get my help my support and the community and it's kicks off on january the 21st and as i've said today's topic around body wisdom we do start delving into that really early on in the masterclass because we build upon it and we build upon everything to do with body image and and our inner dialogue and working on our story and changing our beliefs and body confidence and how we can walk away from diets and how we can find our you know our inner wisdom like there's so there's so much to it um, not in an overwhelming way in a really powerful way like this is for women that are ready to to take their power back and to to actually set themselves free from this chaotic inner world that they're in right now okay so as i said foodfreedommasterclass.com go and have a look because you haven't got long um, I'm going to pop the link in here for any of you listening on the podcast you need to just drop over to that link foodfreedommasterclass.com there you go you can see it now and if any of you've got any questions I am here for the next few days just listening paying attention you can comment leave me a message here on messenger you can shoot me an email to rachel at soulfedwoman.com if you want to ask me anything personal but there is a extended payment plan as well so for the cost of well actually you're going to spend way more if you stay in the world of dieting than if you actually invest in yourself through the food freedom masterclass that's guaranteed but one of my uh, one of my lovely ladies in the masterclass recently said that since she started um, the food freedom masterclass, she hasn't spent a single penny on dieting since she started. Um, and she said herself that it's already an investment that that's paid for itself. So what can I say? So there you go, gorgeous. Another episode brought to you by The Hungry Soul. Now, if that conversation has got you a little bit curious about your own journey right now and how perhaps you can start helping yourself to become more self-fed, but maybe you've got no idea where to start or what that might even mean for you, don't panic. We've got some fabulous gifts for you that are all completely free. All you need to do is head over to soulfedwoman.com forward slash free dash resources. And over there, there's workshops, handouts, meditations, and loads of other goodies. So go and grab as many of them as you want to. Can't wait to speak to you soon. Bye.